Bless you guys out there in the, the Zoom world. Um, my name is Pastor Ali Farrell. Um, I am the pastor and leader of a ministry in New Jersey called Resting Place House of Prayer and Revival Center. Amen and amen. Um, I've been um, a pastor of this ministry now for 18 years we've been going. Um, and so we've been going about the same length of time. Corey Russell has been in Kansas City. Corey Russell actually um, is one of my mentors. He was a spiritual dad of mine. I also was in um, Kansas City for about four years. So I was a part of the House of Prayer before I moved back to um, New Jersey um, to continue with Resting Place. And so Corey was so instrumental in my life. And he is even till today. I know he's not in Kansas City, but I still reach out to him and he still um, speaks into my life. And so he was a real key voice in, in my journey in um, the place of prayer. And so I'm, I'm so grateful for Corey. And um, I'm sorry, I, am I looking at the right spot? Okay. Good, because I, I see you're not, those of you that's not here, there's, there's a, you know, TV here, and I'm just trying to figure out, and then there's people all around the room, and you know, but um, anyway, I just want to honor um, Apostle Sam Juan. I love him, and Danny, and the rest of the crew here, you guys are amazing. Sam is a really good friend of mine. Um, I'm so grateful to the Lord for his life. I'm, I'm grateful for forerunners like Sam that's plowing and preparing the way and, um, and doing what he's doing. I remember meeting him many years ago and I remember this being a vision of his and a desire in his heart to, to host these regional you know, prayer conferences and rallies around the region and strengthen the church. And it's so beautiful to see Sam stepping in to this call and um and he's also i'm telling you he's such a big cheerleader of people he champions people and encourages them in the lord and just me even as a leader sam um you know there were seasons of my life where sam would just send me a text or send me a word through the you know phone and just like you know the lord's with you don't give up you know just things that i needed at that time and so i'm just so grateful for him for his leadership i you know, I'm excited about what God is doing in this ministry and where the Lord is going to take it. And, um, and so, but anyway, yeah. So love you, Sam. Love you all that's out there watching. Hi guys. <laughs> um, is that the whole crew that's watching over here? Bless you. They're so beautiful. Um, anyway, I won't be long before you, um, I was just trying to, Corey took some of my notes. So now I'm like, okay, because <laughs> some of my notes was his notes that I was going to share that I've learned from him. But um, I, um, I've been leading, um, I guess the, the name, the title of this conference is Building a Life of Prayer. And um, I've been living this life. I grew up as a young man, I grew up in prayer meetings. So my grandmother, my my aunt or aunt, however you want to say it, used to bring me to prayer meetings. And 
that's all I've, I had known as a young man being in all night prayer meetings. And um, I think it was around the age of like maybe 11 where I knew that I wanted to give my life to this on a full time. I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't know how that would be, but I just knew like prayer because I grew up in it and it was always around like my, my family. Like I just, I just felt this calling into it. And it wasn't really until um, I think it was about 1990, I think it was 97 that I heard Mike Bickle, um, who's the leader of the House of Prayer in Kansas City preach on. He preached about the Anna anointing and how the Lord was raising up. And at the time IHOP wasn't, um, IHOP hadn't started yet. It was just Mike was just a pastor of a, a local church. And anyway, he said that the Lord was going to raise up these Annas who would give themselves to the place of prayer night and day through fasting, through prayer. And, and they would, um, he spoke about Anna being very prophetic. So Anna, like how Anna had a prophetic anointing on her life and she fasted and prayed. And then she spoke about the Messiah to everyone she came in contact with and how there was a, an, um, like a missionary anointing on an evangelistic anointing. And so I, I remember being in that meeting that day and just feeling like that's who I was. Like I, I felt like he, he gave language to this call that the Lord was calling me into this Anna anointing. I was like, Oh, I didn't even know he, he opened up the Bible. I was like, Oh, I didn't even know there was a person in the Bible that had this similar, you know, call on my life because, you know, you didn't really hear much about people wanting to give themselves to intercession full time. You know what I mean? And so anyway, the Lord marked me in 97. And then in 99, I went to my first one thing conference, which is an annual conference that they do in Kansas city and went there and got rocked at the conference and heard a guy named Alan Hood speaking and, He's also a leader. He was a leader in Kansas City. And I remember him speaking. And I remember him was like, he said, if you want to have that authority when you go out and you, you preach the gospel and you pray for people, you know, he says, you get it in a place of prayer. You get it in a secret place. It's in, in intimacy with the Lord. And that's where the Lord will give you power and authority when you're in that hidden place of prayer, when you're in that, that, um, that secret place. And I just remember, I mean, when he was talking, he was just, it was just an info meeting and the spirit of God was falling on me in the info meeting. And I'm like, this man has given himself to prayer. I want to, and he has that authority when he speaks. I'm like, I want to, you know, do that. I want to give myself. And so anyway, I'm, I'm no Alan hood. I'm Ali, but, <laughs> but, um, but, uh, you know, I gave myself, I, I moved to Kansas city for a season and just, the Lord just rocked my world while I was there. I mean, I grew in the Lord. I grew in intimacy with Jesus. I got stripped of, um, it's funny, I, Danny, I, I wrote something down here that you said, I'm using your quote here, but he said that we would love the prayer room more than a platform. And it was just so good. And I was watching it earlier, but um, that's what was stripped from me when I got to Kansas City. Because when, when I moved to IHOP, you know, before I moved to IHOP, you know, it was just like, oh, I'm a prophetic guy. Oh, you know, I'm called to, to do this, do that and move mountains and all that stuff. And then when I get to Kansas City, they're like, you know, the Lord's calling you into the wilderness and the hidden place and, you know, stripping you of all that stuff. And I remember when I first got to 
Kansas City, and we were in an apartment with a bunch of the guys, my roommates, and I remember I'm praying and prophesying. I'm like, I'm the prophet of, you know, the hour, and, like, nobody, like, really cares, like, after. I was like, hey, guys, you know, like, I'm thinking they're going to be like, great word or whatever, and, like, it was all over with, and in Kansas City, they're not, like, all, it's not about your gift. It's all about the bridegroom, you know, it's all about Jesus, and, and, and so anyway, I was stripped of, of that, and just called into that wilderness, but it's a, it was a beautiful place. You know, the Lord was just saying, you know, I'm drawing you into a place of intimacy. And so he removed that whole, like trying to build this name or ministry for myself. And so um, I, I know the last conference I, I had mentioned a guy by the name of Father Nash and they, they love Father Nash in Kansas City because he, he was that hidden intercessor that moved heaven Father Nash was an intercessor. For those of you that don't know, Father Nash was an intercessor that would go. There's a revivalist named Charles Finney, and, and Father Nash would go um, to cities weeks before Charles Finney would come to preach, and he would, he would get a hotel room, and he would cry out in a hidden place of prayer for the heavens to open so that when Charles Finney came, he would preach the gospel and, and souls would be saved and healings would break out. But Father Nash was the one that was open in the heavens because he was doing it in a secret place. He was doing it in a hidden place. And it's just like, Lord, raise up those Father Nashes. I'm praying. I believe in that for those that are watching that the Lord would raise up amongst you guys, the Father Nashes, those that would move heaven and those that would shift things in the spirit from the hidden place, from the secret place that even if your name is not known, heaven knows your name. It's all about heaven knowing our name. And so I pray that for you guys that you would, uh, you know, I just want to just flow here. But I, I, I believe prophetically that there's some of you that are, I'm, I'm, I'm prone to keep looking here. Is, is that messing things up? Okay. Cause I, I'm sorry. I'm like prone to keep looking at these beautiful faces over here. But um, I... Um, yeah, I believe that God is, is wanting to strengthen some of you in, in your pursuit of this life of intercession. He's wanting to give you strength. He's wanting to give you grace. As I was over there, I, was, I felt like some of you, you've been praying, you've been crying out, and you've, you might feel weak. You might feel discouraged because you haven't seen the fruit of your labor. But I'm here to encourage you to not give up, to not lose heart. Um, to stick with it. Um, I'm, uh, I always share this story, and I will always share it. I'm 18 years. I've built a ministry that started in a, a living room, and it went into a hotel, and then to a church, and in a warehouse now. But it wasn't like that overnight. I labored. I contended in the secret place when no one was there, when no one was watching, sometime when it was just me. Sometime when it was just two friends, you know what I mean? I stayed in the place. I, I, I heard a word from the Lord, and I believed God's word. And I, and I stayed faithful. I persevered. And so I want to encourage some of you that are believing. There's many of you that are believing for promises. There's many of you that's believing for whatever healings in your body. I, I believe God's going to heal some of you to, today. Whatever it is. Stay the course. Do not give up. That, 
that's what happened. I am where I'm at right now. The ministry is where it's at, not because I'm this good person, not because I've done everything right. Honestly, I've done a lot of things wrong. You ask some of my leaders, you know, many of them have left and some of them come back. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I'm just being completely honest with you, but I've stayed faithful. I've stayed in a place of intimacy. I, um, I, I wrote down a few things here. Um, Corey had mentioned one of them. I was, I was, I wrote down four things, pretty much, I guess, three, three things that um, I thought was really practical in what I've done to build this life of prayer and this consistency. And um, I know Corey mentioned one of them, which was he talked about creating a, I think he said creating a, a time, creating a time. And then I wrote on mine, creating a time and a place. But I'll, I'll come back to that. The first thing I think is really key and practical, and if you're writing this down, um, to live in a life of intercession and staying faithful with it is creating a prayer list is really important. And, um, and so I wrote down here on mine, I create created a prayer list and I've done this over the years because this is what I've been taught by people like Mike Bickle, by people like Corey Russell who've labored in this place. And this has really helped me as an intercessor and as a leader of the house of prayer. But I've created a list and on my list, I would um, create three columns and one will be a, a, a list for me, prayer focuses for my life. So things that I'm believing for breakthrough for in my life, things that I'm believing, you know, for, you know, I'm believing for an increase in, you know, just finances over my life. I'm believing for, you know, the Lord to draw me closer to him in intimacy. I'm, you know, I'm believing for breakthrough in an area that I'm dealing with where unforgiveness or whatever, you know, I'm, I'm asking God to free me. And so that's the first column. And then the second one um, is usually a list for people. And so I'm praying for my mom. I'm praying for my dad's salvation. I'm praying for my brothers. I'm praying for, you know, different people in the church, your friends, your, whoever it is. But that's, you know, a, a, a sec, the second column. And then the third one um, for me now, it don't have to be three. It could be four um, things, sections or five. But the third one for me is um, revival and you know, my region, revival in the local church, revival in a nation or, or something of that nature. And so that's a really great way to help you build and sustain a life of prayer. And I know it's a simple thing, but I'm telling you, it's so great. And, and I, I'm not saying I don't, you know, move away from the prayer list at times, because I do, you know, as sometimes the Holy Spirit will, you know, move on my heart to, to pray in another direction. But um, I think creating a prayer list, I just want to tell you, to sustain a life of prayer, creating a prayer list and staying focused and being strategic in your intercession and being strategic in what you're going after. And so I think a prayer list is very helpful because then there's times you come in the place of prayer and you, you don't know what to pray. And I know the description in Romans that say, you know, and Corey Russell was talking about praying in the spirit. If you pray in the spirit, I'm telling you, that's a powerful gift. And you pray in the Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will give you understanding and will give you things to pray that's on the heart of God. But there's nothing wrong with having a list and being strategic. And, and then the other thing is um, creating a time 
and I also said a place. So finding a time and, and finding a place, a room or whatever, and, and it don't always have to be that room. It could be in your car sometime, but being strategic about your time and being strategic about your place, I think is important. It helps you also gain that momentum and prayer. And, um, and then the third thing that I wrote down here um, is to remind yourself, and, and Corey tapped on it just a, a little bit as well, of just who God is of his faithfulness. Cause I think sometimes people, um, they forget who he is and who he's, he's, he's faithful. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's, he's the God who heals. And, and so they get discouraged with prayer because they don't know who they're praying to. And they don't know how good he is and how faithful he is. He's the God who heals. He's, you know, you're, you're praying for finances. Lord, you are Jehovah Jireh. It says it. I wrote some, some scriptures here in, in Genesis 22, the, that he's the provider, the Lord provides. And so you got to declare, you know, who he is, you know, he's my healer. He's faithful and true revelation, 1911, Exodus 15, um, He's the healer. You know, if you're praying for our um, sickness in your body or for someone, you know, when you have the right perspective of who God is, then it, it fuels the, the, um, the intercession in your heart. You're not discouraged because you know that that's who you're praying to. And it might not come right away, but I know that he's faithful. It didn't come right away. The Lord promised us a building years ago um, for resting place. And we didn't have one, but I knew that I knew that he was the faithful one. He's, he's the man of his word. He's, if God said it, I believe it. So whether it happens now or whether it happens 10 years, and that's sometime within a session, you might not see the fruit of your labor right away. You know, if you not grow weary in well-doing, you'll reap a harvest if you faint not. And so we just got our building for the first time. We've been around for 18 years. And what was it for? Just signed the lease. So about five years ago, right? About four or five years ago, we finally... The Lord finally gave us a building, but I was contending and believing, you know what I mean? But um, I didn't give up. That building's coming too for you, Sam. I know you're regional, but there's a building coming. In Jesus' name, I prophesy that. I don't know. Have you been believing for a building? You have? Because I, I know y'all move from place to place, but I just got that in the spirit. There's a building coming for you in Jesus' name. Yeah. All right. Agape Global. Yeah. Oh, that, it, oh that's your church. Oh, okay. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Well, <laughs> but um, no, I, I seen that, Sam. It's coming because of your faithfulness and um, you, you, you watch and see. But um, anyway, and so that's, that's the third thing, guys. So the first thing is create a prayer list, you know, write down those prayer, those, um, you know, focuses so you can stay focused. The, the second thing is create the time and a place. Be strategic. I'm going to do it every Wednesday at this time and you know, I'm going to be faithful. Sometimes you don't feel like it, but I'm telling you, the years that are being established that the, in your heart, you're getting closer to the Lord and in communion with him, because that's what prayer is. It's fellowship. It's communion. It's relationship. And so you're just establishing those, those years. Um, and then the third thing is you got to continue to feed yourself on who God is. You know what I mean? Because you don't always feel it. You know, but you just got to say, you know what, I'm, I'm struggling. That's another thing, too. Um, I did write a scripture down here in Hebrews um, 4. 
Hebrews 4, 14. Um, before I read it, um, I find I've come in contact with some intercessors and people who, we're all called to be an intercessor, by the way. I just want to let you, we're, all, we're called to live a life of prayer. But um, there's some people that when they come in the prayer, prayer closet with the Lord, there's a constant, woe is me, weaknesses, struggles, and then they spend more time in, in, in beating themselves up. And uh, it's nothing wrong with coming in prayer. And, you know, if you've done something wrong in repentance, you need to be repent. You need to repent. So the times of refreshing, the Lord can come and heal you and cleanse you and free you. So I'm not saying don't, you know, don't do that, but don't linger in that place. I feel like sometimes people, they bring their prayer requests to the Lord and there's their constant weaknesses and struggles. And they, they come under this orphan mentality and, and just, oh, you know, Lord, you're not answering me because I'm a bad person and this or that. But there's a the scripture that I I had and it says, seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold fast to our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we were yet without sin. Let us therefore, and I encourage you as intercessors to come boldly to the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy and grace and a help in time of need. And so when you come to him, come boldly, come as sons and daughters, not as orphans, not as, you know, those that he doesn't delight in. Bring your weaknesses to him. Yes, repent. Let him cleanse you. But come boldly and just say, Lord, I'm believing for the heavens to be opened over my home. I'm believing for revival over this nation. I'm believing for salvation in my household. Like, yes, I, I, I might have messed up this week. I might have messed up today. But, Lord, you still delight in me. And you still want to hear my voice. And you still want to fellowship with me. And so I encourage you that when you come before him, if you have those weaknesses, Lay them aside and just come boldly to a father who delights in you, a father who loves you. Don't give up. Stay the course. Be faithful. Be persistent. Um, I, I want to I just do some prayer. Is that cool? And some prophetic just ministry. Jay, you want to just play? I want to pray over some of you that are out there. And those that are in this room, too. I'm going to pray for you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, your presence is already here, but we're just asking for more. Those that are watching, just receive right now if you want to close your eyes if it helps you just engage i'm just going to pray over you intercessors lord increase your presence even now lord i thank you for these hungry ones god 
They could be anywhere right now, but Lord, they're in their homes, in their cars, wherever they are right now, because they want to grow. They want to grow in intimacy with you. They want to grow in a place of prayer. Isaiah 35, verse 3 says, Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are fearful hearted, be strong, do not fear, be bold, for your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God. He will come and save you. I declare that over you intercessors, that the Lord right now is strengthening your weak hands, your, your knees. He's, he's, he's giving you strength right now. Those of you who you felt weary, this year has been a rough year, but yet it's also been a year of blessing. But I just speak strength over you. I speak the grace of God over you. I pray for the anointing of the Holy Spirit right now to move in your homes, to move in your cars, wherever you are right now, to move upon those watchmen, those intercessors. Father, I pray right now for, for a spirit of prophecy to come on them right now. Lord, for the watchmen, Lord, that there would be faith that would be stirred up in their hearts again, that the grace of God to pray long hours, the grace of God to, to worship for long hours. God is calling forth Mary's of Bethany, Last night I had a word about the Marys of Bethany being called forth in this hour. And Mary of Bethany chose the good part. Martha was distracted, it says in the word, running around trying to prepare. But Mary sat at the feet and chose the good part. And the Lord showed me last night I was at a gathering. And there's so much distraction in our nation right now. There's so much distraction in the world. And we have the tendency to go online and in a computer and just war with what's happening. But the only way that we're gonna shift the atmosphere is through intimacy and through prayer. And the Lord showed me that when Mary broke open the, the, the perfume at the feet of Jesus, it said that the fragrance filled the house and the Lord spoke to me. He says, where are my Marys of Bethany? Where are the Marys that would extravagantly love me? And as they love me and as they sing before me and worship me and adore me, that the fragrance would fill the region. Could you, could you imagine your worship and your intercession fills the region? It's like a fragrance. And that's what I've been believing. I, 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 for sake of time, I, I don't know if I have time. I don't have time to share the story, but for the last 85 days, I've been going out to Washington Square Park. I started out over 80-something days ago in the Black Lives Matter protest. The Lord sent me out there to go in the march. I didn't go in the march because I agreed with the stance of everything they stand for. I went in the Black Lives Matter protest to prayer walk. And I've been out there for 85 days. I don't go out there on Sundays or Mondays, but from Tuesdays through Saturdays, I go out there and then I started bringing pizza. 
Then I started bringing water and I started feeding these protesters. And then God started having me pray for them and minister to them. And there's a young man in this room here, Francis, bless you, brother. He's come out and joined us. I hope I ain't getting you in trouble. I'm shouting you out publicly. But um, mom or dad, if you're watching, he's in good hands, I promise you. But he's been coming out, but he's come out and he's been ministering and he don't even know why he's, I don't even know why sometime I'm out there, but he's out there. And we've, right, Francis, we've been prayer walking. We've been praying and ministering to them. We've been shifting. There's times we've been out there and there have been heated arguments and almost fights. And we've just, just started praying and interceding. And we've been breaking up fights right out in the middle of the protest. And so sometime as an intercessor, you got to take that prayer room out to the street. And so it's good to be in the home. And I love it. I love being inside because I'm telling you. But sometime you got to go out and prayer walk. And that's what we've been doing for the last 85 days in Washington Square Park. We've been prayer walking. We've been interceding. We've been leading people to the Lord. We led policemen to the Lord. We've led um, psychics to the Lord. We've led some of the skaters. I mean, I have so many stories, but for the sake of time, but I'm telling you, it's because of the life of prayer. It's because of intimacy. God has been giving me such boldness out there that I just didn't even know that I had. Like first, when I got out there, I was so afraid, but there's been this boldness and boldness comes through the place of intimacy, through the place of prayer. We've been laying hands on the sick. We've been seeing people healed. So I, I don't know why I, I went that direction for a minute, but intercessors keep receiving. I'm gonna keep praying for you. <laughs> Father, I thank you for them. I pray, Lord, that you would, is that my David? Love you, brother. David, oh, it's precious. He just, I love you, Lord. <laughs> But I pray for them right now. I pray for radical faith. I pray for strength. I pray for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I pray that you guys would rise up with boldness like a lion and your prayers would be bold. I pray in the name of Jesus for bold prayers in this hour. Prayers that it seems impossible with man. All things are possible with God. I pray for bold prayers of faith over your family. There's some of you that's believing for salvation. There's some of you that's believing for breakthrough in your family with mom and dad, with brothers and sisters. I pray for bold faith. I want to encourage you to even rise up even today, tonight, and you go through your house I encourage you, I'm an anointing oil guy, get some anointing oil if you have it. Go lay hands in certain rooms in your house of loved ones that don't know Jesus or even loved ones that know the Lord, but that there needs to be, I, I feel like God is saying there's some injured relationships. There's some broken relationships with parents, with friends, with, with loved ones. God's gonna heal injured relationships right now. If that's you right now, you're in your home, just lift your hand. If you've been, if there's an injured relationship with someone and you're believing for restoration, Father, I pray right now that you would heal a broken relationships, God, injured relationships. You see the hands, heal the relationships. As they pray, shift things, God, through their intercession. Shift things, God. I pray for those that are believing for revival in their, their churches, God, that some of you, you've been wanting to leave. 
and you've been wanting to give up and it's been hard and they've not understood you. I don't know who it's for. It might not be for everybody. It might be somebody that wanted to give up. And the Lord is saying, don't give up. Don't leave. I've tried to leave a few times. I've tried to leave resting place. Could you imagine? There was times in the earlier years, I remember saying to my leaders, I can't do this. It's hard. And then I would have not seen the fruit of my labor. Don't give up. Don't give up. You've been praying for your church. Don't give up. There's some of you, there's business ideas. Who is that? Raise your hand just so I can see. There's a business idea. There's businesses on you, whoever you are. God, right now, that you would bless them. You would bless that business that they would not give up. Some of you are called to the marketplace. You're called to do things in a marketplace. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that they would not give up. Some of you tried to start it, and then all of a sudden, it, it just didn't work. And so you, you feel like, well, maybe it, wasn't, maybe it wasn't the Lord. I encourage you, go at it again. Go at it again. Don't give up. Go after that business. Go after it. Father, strengthen them right now. Just lift your hands all over that's, that, those that are watching right now. Lift your hands. Holy Spirit, come even now. Holy Spirit, breathe on them. Remove weariness. Remove fatigue. Lord, remove all the things that hinder. Remove doubt and unbelief. Andrew, I don't know if you're watching. Is Andrew watching? He's not. Andrew, I'm going to pray for you anyway. Strengthen Andrew, God. Strengthen him to not give up. Don't give up, Andrew. Don't give up on that dream. Can I come closer? Don't give up on that dream. I just want to call out a few names if I can even read them. Thank you, Lord, for Rachel. Hallelujah. Those in the room, just pray with me. Rachel. Blessings on you, Rachel. Blessings on you, Christina. Christina! I, I, Christina Kim, I know her. Blessings on her. Blessings on her husband, Lord. Strengthen. Blessings on that baby. Father, I thank you for that baby. I call forth the destiny and purpose of God in that baby. Lord, I call forth that baby to a spirit of revival, Lord, that you would visit that baby. Lord, even as that baby sleeps, even at this young age, Lord, you anointed that baby when he was in his mother's womb, God, I pray right now, Lord, for your anointing, your power. That's Isaiah. Isaiah, Lord, breathe on that. Breathe on that family, God. Breathe on that family right now. Holy Spirit, come. Lord, touch that family. Lord, every dream, every promise that you've given them, I speak life into them right now. I speak hope. I speak faith, God. Courage in the name of Jesus. Lydia, 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 love you. Father, I thank you for Lydia, this songbird, this prophetic songbird, Lord. I pray for new songs in the night, songs of revival, songs that would give hope to a generation in this hour that feel hopeless, Lydia. You have songs of hope. There's been so much hopelessness in people. And we need to hear the songs of hope that are in your spirit. Hope, God, in the name of Jesus. Songs of restoration. Songs of life over Lydia, God, in the name of Jesus. Oh, release your anointing. Keep going through the screen if you can. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord. Keep receiving right where you guys are. Hallelujah. Even if I don't call your name, you keep receiving. Hallelujah. Zoe, receive. Gloria, receive right now from the Father. Just lift your hands. Receive fresh anointing. Monica, fresh faith to endure, to go the long haul, to not give up. Monica, the Lord is giving you strength to keep running. You can do it, Monica. I encourage you. I give you faith. I give you courage right now to run the race. Lisa, run the race. And run the race. Do not give up. Do not give up. Be strengthened right now. Holy, is that you, Jonathan? Love you, Jonathan. He comes outside sometime. Is that the Jonathan that comes out with us? We love you, Jonathan, you man of God, you revivalist. Lord, I thank you for Jonathan's faithfulness. He's been coming out and feeding the poor and, and feeding the Black Lives Matter protesters. Lord, I thank you for his faithfulness. I thank you for him laboring. Lord, not even understanding what he's doing, but he's been making an impact on people's lives, God, as he's standing out there as a prophetic voice for you in this hour. Strengthen this young man, God. Strengthen his hand. Strengthen the the dreams and the promises over his life, God. Lord, each and every person on this Zoom call and those that will watch it later, Josh just came up. Josh, bless you, Josh. Deb, I bless you in the name of Jesus. I speak a fresh anointing, a fresh infilling of the spirit of the living God. And Lord, I thank you for each and every one of these people, even if their name was not called. Heaven sees you, Esther. Hannah, heaven sees you. Samuel, Daniel, heaven sees you. The Lord sees you. The Lord strengthens you, Jennifer. Jack, the Lord strengthens you. Right now, I feel that, that Holy Spirit strength coming in me right now, and I feel like God is giving it to you guys right now. Just take a deep breath and breathe in his presence and let all the stress go. Let all the weariness go. Lord, let them see rightly. Let them hear again. Let them see again. Some of you said, I just don't hear him. I've been praying. I just don't hear God. I've been crying out. I, I, I just don't know. Is he even speaking to me? Yeah, he's speaking. Some of you, he's speaking in a still small voice. Just let the Holy Spirit minister to you right now. Lord, I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you for these intercessors that you're giving that fresh faith and fire to again. Giving them fresh fire to pray bold prayers. To live a life of intercession, not just for a moment. Not just to run for a moment and then pull back. But I pray over you as I end this prayer, five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, may you be found faithful. Luke 18 says, when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on the earth? That you would remain faithful. Faithful, Danny. That you would remain faithful. I don't know if this might go over here. I don't want to lay hands on Danny.
Sometimes I go and rest in place and I pray. And I always pray for the, the, the town next to us. Patterson, it's an inner city. It's a really rough city in New Jersey. And I say, Lord, I might not know, but the next Billy Graham might come out of that city. The next Dr. Martin Luther King. When we pray these prayers, these radical prayers, you don't know what's happening in your neighborhood. You don't know the next revivalist. It might not be you. You might be a Father Nash praying for a, a Finney, but heaven knows your name. Let it be settled. Lord, I don't care who sees these prayers. I don't care who hears them. But Lord, long as heaven sees me and hears me, Lord, release that grace on them to do it in a secret place, to do it before an audience of one. Oh, my God. There is nothing like doing it before an audience of one knowing that lord you are moved at the sound of my voice you are moved at the sound of my voice you are moved as i gaze on you when no one is watching when no one hears and no one sees we would come on those monday nights in that little small room and we would worship and we would love jesus and now we're seeing the fruit of our labor and it's just the beginning because there's so much more but don't forsake that hidden place. Don't forsake that intimate place. The prayer room is so much more better than a platform. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that I get to just share with you guys to be up here, but I'll be honest with you. I love being out there and we having those worship services at RP. I'll be over there in the corner in the back room for hours, just loving him and adoring him, I'm telling you. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about, is moving the Father's heart. I bless you guys. Be blessed, be strengthened, be encouraged. Don't give up. That's what if, if you don't take if you if you take away anything from today, don't give up. Stay the course. Keep plowing, keep pressing. Do it before the audience of one and you watch and see the fruit of your prayers. Hallelujah. Who's coming up? Hallelujah. This guy, come on. This guy is awesome too. He's such a father. Such a father pastor right here. I told Amanda that, um, and this I'll make it public. We do a conference every year called There Must Be More, and I want the pursuit team that they get, we're giving them a session. We're giving them a whole two, three-hour session. Sam, Danny, man of God, come on up and preach. And if you got any of the women of God too, because uh, that's the last thing. I, okay, sorry. Uh, sorry. Stay right here. Stay right here. Women of God, I encourage you. This is your hour to rise up and be who God has called you to be, to do what God has called you to do. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord will be with you. That's what he said in Joshua 9. And so I'm also strengthening women of God to rise up. It's not just the men of God in this hour. For so long, we've seen the men of God speaking and doing and this and that. But women of God, it's your hour as well to be all that God has called you to be. And so the men of God, we champion you. We encourage you. We stir you on. We, whatever the dream is, whatever it is in your heart, we want to empower you. So women of God, be empowered. Don't be afraid. Not out of rebellion, but I'm telling you, we give you permission. The men of God. I mean, God's giving you permission, but the men of God give you permission to say that we are here with you. So do what God has called you to do, women of God. Amen. 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 Wow. Let's give it for Ali right now.
Wow, that was amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, thank you, Ali, so much for that, you know, powerful time of ministry. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, that was amazing. I don't, I don't know what else I could say, but I hope you guys actually experienced the presence of God, you know, during this time. And I just want to reiterate this. God is not confined by space or time. You know, when the centurion... Uh, his servant was sick. Jesus didn't go to the servant to heal him. He said, uh, my authority is here and my authority is not confined by space. And then the servant was healed. So I hope you guys know you, you guys are going to experience God um, in a manifest presence way, even if you're not here in person. Um, and I love what Ali said about intercessory. You know, right now we have this thing called cancel culture, but something where, you know, our team is believing for is we turn cancel culture into intercessor culture. You know, we don't need any more people getting canceled. We need them to be transformed. And so, you know, that's what we're believing for. I just want to give a special shout out for, you know, Awakening Austin for opening up uh, this session earlier. Just want to give a special shout out to Corey Russell for that awesome message. You know, that thing rocked me and, and obviously I'll leave for his word and uh, the powerful time of ministry and